Buzzkills Live, the show that likes to remind people once a day that Liz Cheney is not your fucking friend. <laughs> at the end of the day, and the beginning of the day, and all the days. Um, for those of you listening at home, your Buzzkills are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, coming to you live from Netroots Nation! <laughs> Pod Save America isn't the only group of people that can do this. We're fucking doing it too, and I feel very excited about that. Um, if you don't know about Networks Nation, it is the largest gathering of brilliant progressives, radicals, and snarky assholes, and we are here to stand. I'm Liz Winstead, and as always, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Moji Olive-Odell. Hey, Networks. And Marie Kahn. Hello, everyone. So, I am just so excited. The last time we gathered was 2019. Uh, Moji and I did a version of this with special guests. And, and, and without Marie. And without Marie. But then we thought Marie completes the uh, three-headed three hydra. But we did something that the right-wing media went ape shit. We did a s- abortion simulation with a watermelon. And yeah. uh, because I will tell you why we use watermelon in a second. But we did an abortion simulation with a watermelon so people could sort of get the idea of the length of time it takes and um, sort of what it takes and how long it takes to do a, an abortion in the first trimester of pregnancy. Well, Breitbart, the whole fucking place, they went crazy. They were like, oh my God, they're doing watermelon abortions. As though we were doing, we kept saying, it's fruit. <laughs> vegan. Vegan. It's, and yeah. it's vegan. It's yeah. the only vegan abortion I think you can do. So watermelon is not ideal. Papaya is ideal. In fact, people who are in med school trained to do first trimester abortions on a papaya because a papaya in regular size is about the same size as a uterus. And so you can really learn to do the the whole extraction with it. So we'll be doing papaya demonstrations at our booth Friday and Saturday. Moji trained yesterday. Yesterday. So she's an ex. She can't drive a car, but she can now extract a papaya. So doing a papaya abortion. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll be showing you and talking to you a little bit about it. Just it's a good way to like think about how long it takes, demystifying it, whatever. Um, and so we're super excited and we're just super excited to be here. Marie, this is your first time live. Yes, it is my first time at Netroots. I appreciate how intersectional everything was. Like going to a conference in a space where abortion isn't necessarily centered because you have so many other topics to cover. There's still a huge place for abortion, for reproductive justice, specifically drilling down on the conditions that we create for black, brown, indigenous folks to try to have a family in or not have a family in. So I'm really, I'm excited for this and the in-person actual touching and hugging and physicality of people. And I didn't realize the rich history in supporting union yeah. rights and yeah. union access yeah, let's in this get, conference. Let's get some upstairs mm-hmm. for yeah, that. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, Netroots, for doing that and continuing to prioritize that. I know. I think it's really great, too. And it's also just, I, I feel glad because it's been a struggle for real talking about abortion, even in progressive spaces. We often have been ignored. We've often told we were wedge issuing. 
it's not part of the larger scope of whatever. And oh, Roe is safe. We get that. We oh yeah, Roe is safe. Yeah, the, uh, the the splaining around <laughs> that was very intense. But the good news is we're doing it. We're centering it, and we have incredible shows all three days. We're going to be doing our podcast all three days, and we have panels and all that. We'll talk about all that. But in this particular show, Marie, you want to kick us off as to what we are talking about today? Yes. So with the Kansas victory that just occurred on everyone's lips, we needed to nerd out a little bit about abortion ballot initiatives. So we bought the ballot initiative guru here, the comms director of the Colorado Organization for Latina Opportunity and Reproductive Rights, Aria Bolanos Perea. Yay! Plus, when the opportunity go, uh, opens up to make a buck exploiting vulnerable people, vulture swoop, and we're going to tell you about one scammer who's emerged preying on patients in this post-row hellscape. Yep, and let's just say it's not the love boat. We'll get into it. It is creepy AF. But all of that comes in a moment. First, I'm just going to run the abortion board with the news of the week, the bad, the badder, and one good story. All right, let's start analyzing the stench. The bad... Michigan, where on the mitten can I get an abortion, is the question. That's right. The abortion labyrinth known as Michigan continues as a judge started hearing arguments Wednesday on whether a restraining order that has paused a 1931 abortion law that criminalizes the procedure will remain in effect until a vote on a ballot initiative dumping the law and codifying the right to abortion in the state constitution takes place this fall. So here's what's not a clusterfuck of misogynistic thirst trap county prosecutors are like begging to prosecute in their counties any judge who will listen, trying to prosecute anybody they can find before they get this ballot initiative happening. So Governor Whitmer was like, let's slow this roll, let's get an injunction, and they did. They're trying to not make it happen. But here's what's even crazier. As we know, these people are the worst fucking losers. They're worth their sore winners, they're sore losers, they're just pustules of hate. So in Michigan, they have a ballot initiative coming up in the fall. They had a record number of petitioners signed, 720,000. They only did 430. They're checking them all now. But the anti-abortion folks are like, we think this whole thing should be thrown out because, wait for it, um, grammar. Yeah. They actually said because there was some run-on sentences in the ballot initiative that they want the whole thing tossed out. Honestly. And I was like, wait, right-wing trolls, if you're saying grammar is the great invalidator, <laughs> be gone. Be gone with you always and forever. Um, then we move over to North Carolina, where it's basically, if at first your legislative process doesn't work, try and try to find a judge who will help you. So this is the case. The North Carolina, uh, the governor will not sign an abortion ban. So they found a friendly judge who wrote a friend of the court brief that said, could you please just reinstate the 20-week abortion ban because we'd like that? And the judge was like, sure, I like oppression. Let's do that. And and it's a it's a bummer because there's a really good governor right now, right? Governor Roy Cooper. And he signed an executive order saying that if anybody comes in from out of state to have an abortion, uh, that they won't be prosecuted in the state if they have it. They also have a great attorney general who was like, I am an abortion stan. We're doing this. And so they're circumventing any way they can. In North Carolina, do we have any North Carolinians in the house tonight? Yeah, so Yay. you, so, oh, that's right, Tom. So- North Carolina is just five House votes away from having uh, an ORC supermajority. And so their their House majority leader already said, if that happens, we're going to do like 
the six-week ban, we're going to go in hard. So North Carolina, let's think about that, and we got your backs. Um, and finally, finishing up just the quick hits, Florida, <laughs> there is inexplicable, and then there is the cruelty's the point, and then there is the cruelty is what sustains me day fucking in and day fucking out. Now, Florida's number three. So, and now I guess it's just not even don't say gay. It's just don't say anything compassionate or helpful or nice or anything. A judge has denied abortion to a teen who is currently living unparented and without a guardian that can help with consent on getting their abortion. And the judge denied that person care, claiming they weren't mature enough to have the procedure. But they're mature enough to parent. Yeah, yeah, but they're mature enough to parent. That is always the way it is. And so I don't even know what to say at this point because it just feels like, it feels just like spin art of hate, you know, just like spinning around and then hate and then how we can do it. And, and I, and I don't even know because the cases are crazy. And as we go on with the podcast this week, um, we're going to be dumping more. We had to literally edit. We had 40 news stories this week that were horrible about abortion. And we had to divide them up into the show and then just not do some at all. That's just how fast and furious that it's coming. And that's why we're just so honored and proud to be able to be doing the show every day for y'all this week to kind of keep you up to speed. Um, but I want to say before I clean up this piece, some good news out of Florida. The state attorney, I don't know if you saw the story, the state attorney general that was fired by Governor Detritus after he said he would not personally do uterine inspections, i.e. abortion witch hunting. He is suing the governor for wrongful termination. And I love this because a man who was wrongfully terminated is he was wrongfully terminated for protecting somebody who was rightfully terminating. So I feel like that's somehow an irony that I'm here for. Any thoughts? It's a circle jerk. Yeah, of jerks. Also, I just want to say we read these awful news stories so that we can tell you about them and you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can just hold some of the space of hatred that we hold all day. Really, I feel like that's part of the plan. Um, but we have some two big stories that we're going to dive into today for sure. The first one <laughs> is in, we're really doing a whole lot of ballot initiative news today because we're sexy. Um, <laughs> and... Kansas, in how can I waste money other than lighting it on fire news, is literally doing a recall of the 19-point victory they had in keeping abortion in their constitution. Because apparently that margin is just, just too close to call. <laughs> Moji? Yeah, so uh, this uh, ridiculous, and that's the right word, uh, partial recall isn't a word, pointless. Uh, this month, we probably all know, or maybe we don't know, that Kansas voters showed up at the polls to shut down changes to their constitution. And we're so used to, we at Abortion Access Front and Marie are so used to voters being asleep at the wheel about abortion. It, it's kind of exciting to have this kind of victory, right? Like, oh, they took it, sent it to the people. And like, we had this victory and it was a landslide in counties you'd never expected. And it turns out the chairman of Kansas Coalition for Life was also shaken by these results, and he's decided to take $200,000 from his retirement savings to fund a partial recount that isn't supposed to change shit. It's not going to change anything. 20 points. Uh, so basically, these forced birthers, they just can't afford the stupid recount, right? Because a lot of money. But because today's Republican Party seems to believe that any election they don't like the outcome to is clearly rife with fraud, they're just going to throw money at it that they don't have. So that's oh my, stupid. It, well, also, he wanted to mortgage his house. 
And the Secretary of State was like, you can't fucking mortgage your house to pay for this thing. What type of house is this even? Like, what opulence value you expect to get for your buck? And to be clear, they need to unearth 165,000 votes. They need 10% of these votes. So like Muji said, massive insane margin. Um, it's the same community that believe, you know, Trump was had an election ripped out of him. And they have five days to do this in. So to spend this $200,000... To come up with these votes, you got, you know, a functioning standard work week. And I'm just, I'm curious what's going to happen. Well, I want to say the one thing I do feel excited about is that finally they have to do bake sales and fucking car washes for their bullshit activism when we're the ones always having to do this like always like if they do beer and taco challenge to fucking do the recall then no 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 we are up in arms we are not having it it's gonna be communion wine and wafer oh my gosh yeah the communion wine and car wash good luck with that you know also like harping on someone's looks is really the lowest common denominator but like this guy looks like Napoleon Dynamite's deadbeat. Oh, dad. you got okay. He We're gonna put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, he looks like the past. He does. He, does. He, <laughs> he looks like he's from the past. He looks like he has a closet full of white belts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, okay, now onto our big story because wow, this story really shook us to the core. Because as we know, and Moji um, alluded to, you know, whenever there is crisis. It is a cause for shitbags to find out a way to monetize off of folks who are the most vulnerable. So guess what? It's happening now in abortion provision. So about a week ago, honestly, that I noticed, I started seeing ads and people started having this chatter around an organization called abortoffshore.com. And I was like, what is abortoffshore.com? I'd never heard of it, right? And so I went to their website, and when I saw their logo, look at their logo, it's a mermaid in a tantric yoga pose. I'm like, huh, maybe an organization taking pregnant people out to sea to have an abortion that has a logo that looks more like a mudflap chick than an actual abortion provider needs some scrutiny. And turns out I was right. So you just scour this website, right? And it's just full of wild ass shit. So just laying out for you just some points. Abortion, in, in procedure abortion, can cost around $500 to $750 if you have it in the first trimester. They're charging between $1,500 and $2,200 for the procedure. Cash up front. You, how you access this abortion, you go to their website and you fill out some rando form with your information and then they'll get back to you. They do abortions up to 20 weeks for those of you not familiar with abortion in between 14 and 23 weeks. Basically, it's a two day procedure. So on a boat with a rando and they provide no like Pre, um, antibiotic care to make sure that anything's happening. And here's the features Wait, of the boat. Oh yeah, go ahead. I want to just, yes, point it in it. It's a two day procedure. They don't do two day procedures. No, no. you're on the boat compressing five a hours. This is a five hour tour. Into a five hour tour. A five hour <laughs> tour. They say who, the, who's providing the care. They just list, and I'm air quoting for those listening, trained providers and also Here's the features of the boat. Are you ready? The number one feature, climate controlled. 
Okay, that's for cattle and produce. That is not for people having abortions. A large sofa, 42-inch or larger display. Display of what? Yeah, unclear. And here's the best part. Refrigerator and microwave. Mm -hmm. Microwave, yes. So it's uh, it's so creepy. And media's writing about this, right? And so what they say is, we'll take you to sea. You'll be there for five hours. Uh, this trained professional will come on board. Then we'll take you back to have aftercare in a hotel in one of these hostile states. Marie, yeah. will you explain what the fuck that can lead to? This, and in particular, it's the Gulf Shore Coast that this individual is based out of. So I'm with Midwest Access Coalition, a practical support from the Midwest. And it is very hard. States are fighting to be able, those activists there on the ground are trying to be able to support folks. And this isn't a space that this can be done in, unfortunately, safely, both for the pregnant person and also for the presumed, like, good actor who's trying to assist them. So, like, how, how any of this is possibly going to be work and set up for the, the pregnant person's privacy and safety and comfort is beyond, I've, I've no idea. Well, they say, too, after you've had your abortion, um, should you have any complications? They link to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> they link to Planned Parenthood. So, Moji, let's talk a little bit just about him really quick. And, and should people be concerned that he's on parole? Um, people should be concerned that he's on parole. People should be concerned that he has multiple fraud allegations from the dozens of businesses that he started and are still is still signed on. They should be worried that he essentially in the end is just sort of like... Wait, wait, let's I'm, talk about how, how much experience he's had in the abortion oh, industry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, currently, this guy and I um, have... Uh, I have a little bit more experience than him because I did a bunch of papayas yesterday. Um, so that's, that's you're, you're good for 20 weeks right now. Easy. <laughs> yeah, easy. Uh, but give me five hours in a boat and I got this. So <laughs> let's just talk about, um, the quote he had. There's a great Jesuit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Off the rails. <laughs> Why are you on a boat and not drinking? <laughs> There's a great Jezebel article that really wraps it up that we'll put in the show notes that you should totally read. But the end, this piece of the article, Marie, sums up who this person is in a nutshell. Yes. When asked, like, how he felt about these probing questions by the media, he said, no matter on what you say about me, merely mentioning me accomplishes my goal. You can say I'm a fraud. You can even say I'm fake and made it all up. It still fills the SEO. Fraud's yeah. going to yeah. fraud. Fraud's going to fraud SEO. So and, yeah. and we want to throw in and let people know that this dude is actually doing a piss poor job of copycatting a really good existing project. So a doctor and a professor from the California system just put out several days prior to all of this an amazing fundraiser opportunity for Prowess, which is still in the dream stages, but it's a floating health clinic in the Gulf Coast, abortion care up to 14 weeks, emergency contraception, and STI training and treatment. So there is, there is, this is a good idea, a good model, there's hope for this, but it is not, this is not the man you want to back. If your big bugaboo is supporting abortion access on open water, check out Prowess, P-R-R-O-W-E-S-S.org. And if you hear anybody talking about this other abortion boat, um, please, we just I want to do a public service to say this shit is whack and it's terrible. And now, now we're ready. Now we're ready for our amazing guest. Yes. All right. So as she walks up, I'm just going to say, joining us to talk about a ballot initiatives is Ario Bolaños Pereira, Strategic Communications Director of Colorado Organization for Latina Opportunity and Reproductive Rights, or COLOR. 
Kalora's work includes moving policy through the state legislature, empowering Latinx voters, youth leadership development, and offering resources for Latinx communities in Colorado to thrive. Yay! Yay! I was so excited the first time they called my name. I know. <laughs> you get two so, references. Like, That's how special you are. You. We didn't I know. Yeah. They looked at me and I was like, so it's my time. <laughs> I should be up here now. But uh, you know what? Second time's charm. This is the better time, truthfully. Truthfully. Um, Aria, you had a major abortion win with Colorado's ballot initiative in 2020. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the Kansas win and the strategies that they used. Wow. Um, yeah, first of all, the Kansas win shows us that abortion is a winning issue. So anybody that tells you any differently, hopefully nobody here tells you any differently. Uh, and if they do, let, let me know. Um, yeah, because we go and talk. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what does Kansas mean is that what advocates, organizers, and people on the ground have been saying for decades is that abortion not only is it a winning issue, but the voters care about it. Our communities of color care about it. Immigrants community care about it. So anybody that says like Latinos, really? Abortion? It's like across the country, first of all, over 67% of Latinos approve of abortion not only being protected, but legal. And then in Colorado, we just did a poll last year, Color, so check us out, Color Latina. Uh, we did the first of its kind Colorado Latino policy agenda. First of its kind. And we found the same thing. Close to 70% of Latinos across party lines and across ages support abortion. So when we were working on our law that passed this year, and also something we're going to be using for ballot initiatives, for anybody that says Latinos don't actually support abortion, it's like, actually, the numbers are right here. And the same thing happened with Kansas. I mean, red ruby state of Kansas, and millions of people turned out at the same record numbers as the 2008 election. What? Exactly. So strategies work, and what we saw is that a lot of organizers on the ground honestly did the work for that to happen. Folks that have been not only advocating for it, but educating on it, because really education is the path to liberation, and that's what we noticed on this uh, Kansas Trail. So got to do that work, but it really does start with our folks on the ground. And, yes. then, and then typo checking. <laughs> typo checking listen <laughs> sometimes I looked at the no at like the well how can I say it the no was the yes and the yes was the no which is the first of all the, the first strike that I really hope we didn't have still in ballot strategies um, but really educating folks what no and yes meant did all the difference I definitely yeah. am somebody that I like, go to the polls and I'm like did I do that correctly did I vote the way that I yep. make a little note um typos, the ads that were out, but honestly educating folks what it meant in this moment and igniting them to show up. Because again, voting in August, unheard of. That, I really want us to focus in and pivot on your ballot initiative that y'all had in Colorado. So yeah. this was in 2020, at a time when a whole bunch of other shit swirling around. <laughs> there was a 22-week abortion brand that was bought to voters. And for background, and this is also important to me at Midwest Access Coalition, Colorado is one of the few states that you can get safe and legal abortion care at all trimesters. So if you're a Midwesterner in Wisconsin, where I'm from, and you're... 28 weeks pregnant, Colorado is actually the closest clinic distance-wise. There's a clinic in Boulder that provides later care. And Calor, you all preserved that. Yeah. Abortion was protected. And you did this, you talked about this, you mobilized the Latinx vote, the communities, and the voices that are often silenced and stereotyped about mm -hmm. abortion. What gets attributed to brown communities? What viewpoints and thoughts get attributed? I'm wondering what are some of the language that you use that you can educate us all on on supporting all trimester abortion? 
Right. So, and I got to look at my notes. One of the f things that we really focused on was the abortion later in pregnancy or later abortion is a political concept. It's not a medical one. So we broke down for folks that this um, wasn't about a person's health at all because a ban is a ban. Mm -hmm. Right. So anybody that tries to COVID that narrative of like, we're just trying to do what's best for you. And it's like banning access to reproductive health care that's life saving health care is not good for us. And like you mentioned, Color really focused on efforts on the Spanish-speaking community. Because I think a lot of us, even in this room, may think like, okay, if we just only advocate or print materials and go out in the TV ads in English, you are also marginalizing communities that do turn out to vote, but are either multilingual yes. or monolingual, but it's non-English. And Color, I mean, we're really proud that our organizers really did that educational side of things, but in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And that's why our people turned out and ensuring that when we talk about reproductive health care, it wasn't just about abortion. We told them, like, if they started abortion, it's going to be birth control. And we had just passed, uh, well, that was uh, 2021, the Reproductive Health Care Act, which offers up to one year of birth control supply to undocumented people. So we said, this is 2020, then we have 2021 on the works, and now 2022. Look at all the work that we're doing to ensure that health care is protected. And we saw that narrative be very successful, at least with our people. That's awesome. Nice. Yes. I love it. So cool. Um, we have to wrap up, but I wanted to just ask if you could give three quick tips on the best way to think about initiative, what were the three things that you would say where to start? Talk to your community. See what their needs are. Right. Because what you may think is important subject for you. I mean, of course it is. But who are the marginalized people that you are going to need on the ground to turn out? Because community power is truly the, the path to liberation. Second, who's in your network? Right. Who are the people and organizers and organizations that, you know, are going to come out to bat for you? I have some of folks here from Cobalt who are also with uh, in Colorado and they were a great support, you know, network for Color because, again, we're 12 people strong, at least in our org. So always confide on your people. And third, uh, make sure that you have reproductive justice champions that are really going to bat for you on these ballot initiatives. Because at the end of the day, like we can't just stick to like repro and it just being about abortion, reproductive justice, about ensuring that the health of our communities is there, at least for us right now, at least for you, if this is what you want to work on. Select people that know what's at stake. And that would be my three. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Aria, for joining us. Stay up to date with Color's work. You can follow them online, Color Latina on Twitter, and Color Understrike Latina on Instagram. What is That's that right. little line? It's called? underscore. Underscore. It's understrike. Yeah. Or it's Understrike. I like I Understrike. Like I think we should just um, that. I'm excited because now it's time for the feminist podcast game show Sweeping the Nation called yes. Six Degrees of Abortion. It's very simple. Moji Marie, choose a popular news story from the week, and I have six tries to tie it to abortion. I am almost undefeated. And they, they don't like this me to win. It's a mess. So um, here we go. I'm doing it in front of people for the first time. I'm slightly nervous. But what is the story? And let's see if I can tie it to abortion. All right. So this week, Marie and I read um, that General Mills has partnered with Cause, uh, a graffiti artist that you may or may not be aware of, to revamp some breakfast cereal boxes mm -hmm. um, with the monsters um, in his cool, iconic style. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we decided that our question this week is to link General, General Mills. Mills. 
to abortion. Oh, some people on this panel didn't do their research about where their friend Liz is from. I, born and raised, live part of the time in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Who knows where General Mills headquarters is? Anybody? Oh, shit. I didn't I have no fucking idea. Minneapolis-St. Paul. Go. If I say General Mills is in Minneapolis, Liz lives in Minneapolis, Liz loves her some abortion, boom, I did it in three. Yes! Valid. We'll accept that. We don't need our normal type. I was going to say cause the graffiti artist. Link that up. I could have probably done that too, but I don't have to because General Mills was handed to me on a platter. You amateurs. We're going to move on to our sponsors, and then we're going to close out this show. All right. Our sponsors. What sponsors? (laughs) We wouldn't be able to do this podcast without our generous fake sponsors. And Moji, this episode, they really redefine what it means to care, don't they? Yes, we love our fake sponsors, Moji. Who is it this week? Absolutely. I think this really does. Uh, Listen up, pro-lifers. How many times have you heard this? If you're so pro-life, why don't you help foster kids or adopt children already born? So often, you just don't have time. Between hours spent screaming at patients outside of a clinic and making signs to carry while you scream at patients outside of clinics, how can you fit actually caring for actual children into your busy schedule? Sound familiar? Then Rent the Runaway is for you. With Rent the Runaway, you can pop on down to one of our Rent the Runaway locations and choose from our menus of runaways and fun backgrounds. A church, a megachurch, or Mar-a-Lago. Simply snap a few pics with your runaway, then toss that up on Insta with hashtag blessed, and you will have created the illusion that you're caring for someone. Easy peasy, in and out in 30 minutes. You look like a hero, and you don't even have to learn their last name. Just ask Matt Gates how well Rent the Runaway worked for him. <laughs> really? We're groaning? Okay. When he needed to look fatherly, he chose Nestor plastered him on social, and it was a beautiful distraction from his many uncomfortable challenges. If you sign up now for a monthly subscription using promo code CONDITIONALCARE, you will unlock access to even more ethnicities and exciting backgrounds. And you can choose from one of the two genders for free. Rent the runaway when you're too busy to care. <laughs> wow, I, I feel like our sponsors, that sounds slightly like trafficking. Just a tip. Yeah. Sounding a little judgy there. Uh, yeah, you know, Sounding I feel like judgy. maybe maybe we wouldn't need sponsors if people would sponsor our Patreon. But that is our show. We have to wrap yes. it up. Let's uh thank you guys for coming. Let's just quickly go out with some business and some things, and we will wrap it up here in three minutes. Let's go, Marie. Yes, thank you so much, Aria, for joining us. Thank you so much, Netroots. It's so fun to take the show on the road, and thank you for listening. We are here for you as we navigate these super dark days. We want to be a reliable info hub and a source of humor as we face some really hard times together. We are in this with you. We got you. Also, will you please support the pod? Like, do it right now. Just pick up your phone. You can do it. Subscribe. Write a review. Give us five stars. And by doing so, you're helping your buzz kids reach more people. And that means more folks with us fighting this shit. To keep up on all the latest repro news, follow us on social at Abortion Front on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. FBK Live is edited by Remy Tournay and is produced by Abortion Access Front. And Operation Save Abortion, our five-part activist training program, is now streaming online, complete with an activity guide for each session at OperationSaveAbortion.com. Plus, on August 26th, we are dropping it as a pod series as well, right here on the FBK Live channel. So you'll be able to watch or listen and then participate in the activities. And lastly, join our Patreon 
You'll support great content and get cool FBK merch and experiences. All pledges support this pod and our activism at Abortion Access Front. Make your pledge at patreon.com slash feministbuzzkills. That's right. And we will leave you with an Ohio rep who has deputized herself as the semen police. That I clearly don't trust women enough to make choices to control their own body. And my response is, I do trust women enough to control when they allow a man to ejaculate. So inside of them and to control that intake of semen. So that may be inflammatory, but I think as a legislature, we have the responsibility to create a legal framework that is friendly and supporting rights. Feminist Buzzkills Live, the podcast from Abortion Access Front. When BS is popping, we pop off. New episodes drop Friday. If you want to support our podcast and all the work of Abortion Access Front, like, subscribe, and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash feminist buzzkills.